0: Hello and welcome everyone to the Reader Copy Podcast, the comic podcast about comic books. It is Wednesday, June, is it 17th?
1: sixteen, yep. I believe. 16, uh,
0: sixteen. It is. Okay, yep, that was one day off. Uh, that's fine. My name is Chris and I'm joined by my co-host Daniel.
1: Yes, welcome everyone to the Reader Copy podcast. I hope you guys are doing good. I'm doing pretty good today. How are you? I'm doing fine. I just went
0: to... uh, I did like a party yesterday.
1: Oh. You partied? Yeah. hard.
0: And I don't know how you're comfortable level is i'm fully vaccinated and i believe most of the people at the party were fully vaccinated but some people were still wearing masks and a lot of people were not in a very close proximity
1: uh i'm pretty comfortable with it you know until someone says they're not vaccinated and kind of goes on a rant i just assume they're vaccinated now most for the most Mm -hmm. part um so i'm pretty comfortable with it uh i actually went to a coffee shop the other day just to pick up a coffee and jet out but the person okay. in front of me had, like, a like a conversation with the barista talking about, like, you know, masks, they're just dumb. They're just not needed and kind of thing, kind of doing that whole whatever. Okay. And they had, like, an accent. They were like, just use your brain. Just use your brain. Don't – masks are not needed. And yeah, like, use your brain. Exa- that was my point. It was like, okay, I just came here for a coffee and to get out. <laughs> but <laughs> – and the like. I when when he left, the barista yeah. was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you have to like lie, so I just don't get erupted by these customers." Right as, as soon as he <laughs> left the door, I was like, "Oh, I feel pretty bad." I do feel comfortable
0: uh, because I am fully vaccinated. And then when I know someone else is fully vaccinated, then I'm, I feel like mask is not necessary. Yeah, I think the CDC already said it's cool if most if everyone's vaccinated, you don't have to wear masks. But, you know, if someone doesn't feel comfortable and they want me to wear a mask, like in a store or a restaurant or whatever, I'll, I'll wear a mask
1: still. Pretty much. Yeah. In stores, I still wear a mask uh, just to make other people feel safe. Just even like yeah. if I know I'm going to a crowded walkway, even if it's outside, I'll wear a mask just yeah. so that I'm sure everyone around me feels safe.
0: I think, though, we're very close to California just opening up and saying maybe no more masks.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. I think uh, I think our state, our state is doing pretty strong with that. I think.
0: Yeah. So I'm ready to get back to normalcy and I'm also thinking about uh doing maybe some larger scale domestic travel.
1: Oh yeah. Getting out there. I think why not now, right? I, I'll depends on where you're traveling, I think is the the key issue. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know about that, but I I think for the most part, it was uh, probably within America's break. I maybe Hawaii. Hawaii? Are you thinking that? What are you thinking?
0: Um, maybe not Hawaii. Maybe that's still sketch. Uh, but bordering states of California, maybe.
1: Oh, okay. Well, it's not that far away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: well, we hope you guys are feeling comfortable, feeling safe out there. Uh, Daniel, why don't you explain to them how the show works?
1: Here at the Reader Copy Podcast, we split up into three parts. First off, we'll run through the comic book news that came in this week. In the middle, we'll talk about a pretty cool comic book. And this time, we're doing a comic book called Sweet Tooth. Uh, You might have heard of it. There's a new Netflix show about it coming out recently. And then we'll finish with our side stories where we talk about what we've been watching and reading, whatever is our entertainment for the week.
0: Yeah, uh, we got a good amount of news, so let's get into it. (laughs) regular subscribers would know we have a second show right yeah the recap the recap Uh, right now we're doing Loki but before that we were doing a Netflix series and it was called Jupiter's Legacy great choice glad we chose that one it's got long legs it's gonna go on forever and we can keep talking about it endless amounts of material
1: (laughs) yes it's a whole universe that's you know new to fans that they just want so much of they can't wait to get Uh to the next Season, right? Uh, Maybe in a different
0: timeline because Netflix canceled this one. (laughs) There won't be a second season of Jupiter's Legacy. uh, And that is the end of uh, those wigs.
1: Oh, yes. Okay. Well, you know... We don't know about that yet because apparently this series is being canceled, Jupiter's Legacy. But something within the Miller world, right? The author of Mark Miller, the author of these comics, has another live action series come to Netflix called Super Crooks.
0: Super Crooks is uh, another comic book adaptation set in the same universe world of Jupiter's Legacy.
1: Yeah, uh, kind of the other side of the coin, all the villains of that type of universe, you know, the petty thieves and criminals. Um, so one door closes another one opens I guess you could say with this whole thing
0: we got kind of a hint of that with like the, some of the other characters in Jupiter's legacy um, but obviously there's way more to get into did you like that aspect of Jupiter's legacy do you think the super crook show is gonna be good
1: um, I think the the villains were kind of more engaging uh, okay. well listen to a recap to, to get a dose of it but maybe spoiler alert oh. right like the people with all the machinations and uh, going against the grain and not the heroes of the story i thought were a lot more interesting i really like george's character and then his son sure. hutch was kind of more uh entertaining than the sons and the daughter of uh of the main heroes
0: yeah i'll say since the show is done and it's canceled and our recap show is over uh the main family they're kind of boring <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Especially the kids. I hate the kids.
0: Yeah, the kids kinda is like I you know what I did like is how it started off in like the nineteen twenties and I like that storyline.
1: That was kinda good. Yeah, L- less wigs there because they're more of age and it makes sense and yeah. <laughs> kind of the shining sparkle of the, the past I mean it was a Great Depression so there's still hard times there but mm-hmm. um, a lot more going on maybe the heroes the costumes kind of were not up to par compared to the <laughs> other superhero stuff again maybe maybe that's it I don't know
0: but like you said some of the villains were pretty cool I did like um, Black Star, and I did like I don't know the character's name but there's like a purple electric guy that was a villain I thought that guy was kind of um, cool and if we see more characters like that uh, and see like how the how the crooks and the bad guys and the villains kind of like deal with uh the the union is what they're called the superhero team i think that's kind of cool idea because the superheroes like they have to stick to this code or whatever with the villains they don't have a code
1: yeah i think uh, that thing you said about like oh the heroes are kind of they kind of boring now if they're just like the golden age type analogs <laughs> of of modern times yeah. it like, gets kind of boring so if we're getting to these like really you know criminals are a bit more engaging i know like there's like a like two like robberies going on the start of the show. So I think a lot of these mm. super crooks you know they're more criminal minded just kind of want money yeah. they're not like super villains like want to destroy the right. world rule the world so I think that's the vibe we're going for that sounds kind of fun like a, a yeah. ragtag team of, of criminals
0: so it is set in the same universe there's some talks that maybe some of the characters we saw in Jupiter's legacy appear in this super crook series and though Juber's legacy season 2 is not happening this spin-off this world is still expanding And maybe further down the line, we see like some kind of crossover event or some kind of big thing where more of these characters are interacting with each other. So though it's not necessarily a second season, I I think the Troopers' Legacy world that Mark Miller has created is something that Netflix definitely wants to keep exploring.
1: It seems like it. I think there are some things on their slate like Magic Order. Um, Mm -hmm. I really like that kind of series. American Jesus, I don't know, really know that series. But they still have a lot of Miller's work down the road. Right. Um, For Super Crooks, uh, we don't have to wait too long. Apparently, there's an anime series that's going to come out before the live-action series later this year. So... Um, uh, that's kind of cool. I don't know if, uh, the anime stuff on Netflix is that great to be honest, but, uh, if it's in the style of, uh, his name is Lionel Francis, is it Lionel? Lionel Francis U. his work. I think it'd be pretty good. I kind of like his artwork in the, this series.
0: Okay. Yeah. He's, um, pretty cool. I think Netflix is definitely, uh, putting, a, uh, a lot of money into anime. I think they're going to come out with like a whole bunch of more anime shows, and I think it's actually working for them. Like they have like a Castlevania series that is popular. And I think a Godzilla anime is coming soon. So uh, it's not for me. I'm not an anime person, but it seems like Netflix knows their audience.
1: Yeah. To be honest, the Netflix anime is not even my cup of tea either. It's kind of it feels <laughs> Sorry, just honest, honestly, <laughs> like I'm a purist. I don't know. I'm not even that big of an anime fan, but like, whatever. We're moving on. Yeah,
0: let's move on. Uh, Let's move on to something I am interested in. Uh, Just this past weekend is when they had their, like, kind of like a virtual E3 event. And uh, if you don't know what E3 is, it's the Video Games Con Conference. It's the... Uh, Electronic Entertainment Expo that's what E3 stands for but because so. of you know the pandemic or whatever it's there wasn't like an in-person event so everything was done online and they revealed a bunch of new games and new stuff that video game companies are developing and one I want to talk about is by uh, I think it's by EDOS
1: Montreal that game developer and they're developing a new Guardians of the Galaxy video game okay alright so this is still a Square Enix thing like it's Within that, like,
0: yeah, I think they're like the bigger umbrella company of it, but the actual studio that's developing it is this, uh, EDOS Montreal, I think. Okay, Eidos Montreal, I don't know how to say
1: it. My uh, initial impressions is, uh, it looks better than the Avengers video game, so that's what I'm comparing it to. Uh, okay, yeah,
0: it's not that hard to beat that game, so
1: <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, so I think it looks a little bit better. There's a lot more engaging stuff in it with like the different aliens, like the villains you're finding, the monsters you're yeah. finding um and the guardians they're not too f- different from the movie guardians they're just a little bit different uh you know yeah, it's I definitely think the starting points the are, are the movies books. i think it starts off, like definitely star lord and rocket
0: and groot are maybe like the movies but gamora and drax look more like the
1: comic book i think they look like the comic book characters but they act like the movie characters i think so with the uh, gamora and drax i think so but like It's obvious they're starting off with the movies and then like tweaking it a bit just to be fresh. I mean, it is the five
0: movie characters, and we know in the comics there's more characters than that. So, yeah, you're definitely right. They're doing the five movie characters. But they released the trailer, and we get to see a lot more of the other characters that are going to be in the game. We see uh like from the comics Cosmo is in it, right? And and Mantis yeah. is in it. So, they're definitely expanding the the lore of Guardians of the Galaxy. And I think the developers also said they they're trying to like dig deep into the like weird space characters that Marvel has. So, it's not going to be like the mainstream ones
1: necessarily. Okay, thanks for that because I think we saw that like well <laughs> like light lady, that gigantic head that uh, is in the trailer, <laughs> like okay, we're going yeah. like cosmic big things. Let's do that. That sounds kinda of fun. At least it's different from the Avengers game where we're just finding the same robot over and over. Um Yes. And it it has the same movie comedic chops in it too, like, you know, the same dynamic with all the characters. Um, so I think it's I'm gonna enjoy that if I do ever get to this game.
0: Now the big difference I think with this game and what you might expect for like a team game is uh, like an Avengers, is I think in this game you solely only play as Star Lord. Is that right? Yeah. I Uh don't think you control the other characters. They're always with you and they're interacting with you, and I think you are making decisions that affect them but the only character you actually control
1: and are is Star-Lord. That's pretty interesting. Okay because I know like uh, Drax was in the mix there like in the fight so I'm yeah. guessing you kind of direct them. He technically is the leader of the team so mm. we Star-Lord is like Drax attack this guy that's in front of me or whatever and then you know yeah, uh, kind of you're the, like the director of the battle.
0: There's a little bit of gameplay that they showed during the like the premiere of it and it was like this like group meeting that they're having and like, Gamora and Rocket were, like, yelling at each other. And Drax was, like, yelling. And Groot. They're all arguing. And then you as Star-Lord has to, like, you have, like, a decision wheel. And you have to decide something to, like, side with Gamora or side with Drax or whatever. And that decision, much like, I don't know, like a Mass Effect or something, will determine the route of the story for the rest of the game.
1: Okay. That seems, uh, that seems like, sounds fun. I mean, we've seen that in other video games. Um, I don't know what, what the story was like in the Avengers game. Cause I'm still comparing it to that, right? Like, was it not extensive? it
0: seems like they really had left it open for more dlc because that's think that that's what their plan is just keep coming up with dlc that you keep paying for that's why the main campaign i don't think it was that long like it was pretty short where this i think is more of like a linear story game where it's kind of like a, i don't know like like a mass effect or like an uncharted where you're just playing one character and you're just completing their story whereas avengers like kept bouncing back like you play as iron man and then you later play as thor or whatever and it's just just kind of like jumping around.
1: Yeah, it sounds like that game grew to be just a money grab, right? Like you have all these characters yeah. that you can unlock their things. So you have to pay to unlock them eventually, like if you want to unlock everything. Yeah. And the DLC, just another thing to tack on to pay for. Don't you want to play as the Avengers? Just pay for it then. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh, Funny you say that because they did reveal another DLC for it. Uh, I didn't put it in the news, but it's like the Black Panther DLC where the story like following him in Wakanda. But I don't know if that game has legs. Like, I think the the player account for that game had a pretty steep drop off after release.
1: Yeah. It sounds like uh, after the short story, it's just repetitive mission is the same thing uh kind of button mashing fighting right i don't know
0: yeah whereas the action in, in the guardians game looks pretty good uh it looks like a lot of like combo that you have to do with your teammates like you said like with drax or with gomora and uh i think this is coming out on next gen meaning like xbox series x ps5 and i think that's gonna like definitely push the graphics which i think is great for guardians because it's all about like visuals to me in in
1: guardians like the first guardians movie i love it so much because it looks amazing yeah i mean just crazy colors all the purples and oranges and weird cosmic otherworldly things i want to see that yeah
0: i don't know who the big bad is yet they didn't really reveal who like their big antagonist for the game is but i'm hoping it's someone that is not like mainstream like i hope it's not like thanos or something or or Ronin, but someone uh, maybe from the comics like that. Like, uh, and if you haven't read the comics, definitely check out our episode of Guardians of the Galaxy. It's
1: what is it your favorite comic book of all time? I think it is, yeah. It's my favorite comic book of all time. Just when I read it the first time, it felt so fresh and weird, right? It is yeah. weird at the end of the day. Like, it's such a surprise that it became a movie blockbuster hit. Uh, and you know, the personalities in the comics are a little bit different from the movies. So, sure, yeah. It sounds like this game has more of the personality of the movies, but what I I want is to, for them to bring in some of the comic book characters into the game you know maybe moon dragon or quasar you know that were on the team that'd be crazy yeah invent a personality for them in the game i want to see that maybe that'll influence the movies
0: yeah well we'll see this comes out in pretty soon october twenty sixth of this year uh fingers crossed it doesn't get delayed but video games get delayed almost every day <laughs> so uh, yeah. if it does come out in october uh that's not too far off Sticking with Marvel news, uh, this came out recently. Um, Switching over to real comic book news, Marvel announced a miniseries coming out in September titled The Death of Doctor
1: Strange. Ooh, okay. Um, You know, these Death of series are pretty big deals in comics.
0: Yeah, uh, we did Death of Captain Marvel, and uh, that pretty much has been like permanent. Like, that Captain Marvel, Marvel, has been pretty much dead the whole time. Do you think that is what is going to happen with this? Do you think Dr. Strange, Stephen
1: Strange is going to stay dead? I doubt it. I mean, Wolverine didn't stay dead for that long. I mean- That's true. <laughs> it's the modern day. It was there for like think, a year. Uh, yeah. That being said, Wolverine's a different you know beast. He is, regenerates and just dies all the time, <laughs> I got to say. so. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Dr. Strange does that too much, so- um, but it's kind of interesting that they gave him this kind of uh, treatment death of Doctor Strange maybe it's just to entice for the movie coming up you know
0: I that's what I think it is gonna be uh, a five issue miniseries um, with the writer Jed McKay and artist Lee Garbett. and I think the first issue comes out this September and if you follow like if it's a monthly series right that would lead to I think January like that's when it would end and in March already is when the the second doctor strange movie comes out so i i definitely think you're right it is like a little bit of cross promotion for the movie
1: coming right uh you know whatever happens in the comics leads into the movies do you think doctor strange is gonna die in the movies at a certain point
0: i think maybe not die but maybe people think he's dead but really he's like more like missing in some multiverse madness (laughs) (laughs) where like maybe our timeline of people the sacred timeline that we're following in the mcu maybe they all think that he did die by the end of the movie um but he's maybe like trapped somewhere or is missing or imprisoned or something like that or maybe he sacrifices himself to save the rest of the timeline so i wouldn't be surprised if that's how the next movie ends but for the comic book i think he definitely does die and i think the whole story of the miniseries is one like who killed. Him and two, who replaces him?
1: Oh, as Sorcerer Supreme. Okay, right, interesting. I know we've had like magic as a Sorcerer Supreme from uh the X Men. Uh, who else is mystical enough to do that? Maybe a brand new character, maybe someone from his Strange Academy comic book storyline. I think that's pretty popular nowadays.
0: What about uh, what about a Doctor Doom?
1: Oh man, I guess <laughs> to be Sorcerer Supreme, you don't have to be good hearted, you just have to know your magic, right? You just have to be the best one, right? <laughs> Yeah. He can do it. He can do it uh maybe that yeah maybe he's just been in the shadows and then this is where he pops up becomes the sorcerer supreme and I, I don't I think people before this didn't know what sorcerer supreme was so maybe it's a hidden title anyways
0: it's just a sorcerer with guac and sour cream
1: <laughs> you know the guac is uh, extra right guac
0: is extra. that's what makes it supreme uh the cover that they released to kind of like promote this shows doctor strange and he's like floating using his powers over like this weird cosmic space but behind him is like a giant human skull and then behind that is like like dark tentacles all over so do you think that is, could be what kills him is that some kind of creature that he has to deal with is that like another form of Dormammu or something like that but
1: I don't know it looks kind of cool I think those tentacles we already mentioned it in Winter of our comic book news is Shima Gorath probably right I think that's it. Tentacle being may, would he have some type of resentment for those sources supreme of this universe of this dimension Maybe uh, he's after him and just wants his power. I still don't get how this like gigantic being can meddle in the like in the, the lives of like puny humans. Like who? Do, what does he care? I don't know. I he was in Marvel vs. Capcom. That's all I know about that character. <laughs> <laughs> he's
0: got a big eye um well i i am interested in this book i want to get this book i like the stories of like death of whatever character because it's almost like uh a mini series more or less about their life like um death of captain marvel in death of wolverine it was more just like a recap and like having characters from their past show up again and like prominent characters uh that deal with them like show up and interact with them so I think the the story of death of Doctor Strange is more more like a vigil already. Like by the start, he's already dead, and it's Mm. like maybe working backwards, and we see Marvel characters show up and maybe tell stories of Doctor Strange, and then maybe them trying to figure out how he died. So I think that's a pretty cool idea. I don't think he's dead forever, but I do like the story uh, of him getting his own like death of series.
1: I think it's like uh, what makes the character great. We're gonna revisit that through the series, and like you said, kind of tell his greatest hits. Right. Um, so that sounds like a good thing. I love Doctor Strange, uh, at least what I've read of him so far. He's so such a weird character. Let's get weirder, too, what? with our modern day Doctor Strange. I think we can go weirder. Stranger, I should say. Stranger. Uh, wasn't Loki a Sorcerer Supreme at one point? Oh, yeah. Was that mainline story or was that a what if? I think that was. I think that point. was.
0: I remember seeing him in the Spider Man cover that Loki was the Sorcerer Supreme. So I think that was mainline, but I don't think it lasted that long.
1: Okay. I could believe that he is a sorcerer at the end of the day yeah uh
0: so that comes out september it's a five issue mini series and uh, i didn't realize the movie's coming out that quick like it's it's early next year so it's not that far off is it it's march oh, okay. of 2022 that's, so that's, right now it it's is the, in march yeah it's like the first <laughs> it's the first mcu movie of next year so like that's gonna be quick and if it's released uh, next year <laughs> Well, before we get into next year, let's talk about this year. And I want to talk about the 2021 Eisler nominees that were announced. Uh, a lot of great creators, um, but there's too many to talk about. I just want to highlight a couple of uh, yeah. categories uh, and some comics that I think are good and others that I want to check out. Uh, nominated for best continuing series Bitter Roots we were just talking about that getting a movie adaptation I think yes uh, Daredevil the Department of Truth Gideon Falls Stillwater and Usagi Yojimbo all of those were nominated for best continuing series
1: Usagi Yojimbo how long has that been going on it's still one of the best I think that's pretty cool <laughs> is it like getting best continuing because it's still continuing maybe <laughs> um, <laughs> that, that's pretty cool I've, uh, I've read a bit of Stillwater that's a cool idea West like a town that is a secret where people can't die pretty much um, Ooh, interesting idea um department of truth is like what if all conspiracy theories were true basically just all of them were true oh, that's
0: kind of cool yeah um uh, best limited series i think you might like this one barb alien red planet isn't that one of your characters that yeah. you like uh decorum, yeah he's from the black
1: hammer universe
0: black hammer that's right yeah uh decorum far sector strange adventures uh, we live, and then this one's called Superman's Pal Jimmy Olsen by Matt Fraction. I want to read that from the title alone.
1: I think that's a, a reboot. Like I think that's an old title that they're returning yeah. to. Right? That's pretty awesome. I'll <laughs> peer. That's pretty crazy.
0: And then uh, I also want to talk about the best new series for 2021. Uh, some of these we already mentioned, but it includes Black Widow. You're you're talking about this a while back. Crossover. Uh, Again, Department of Truth, uh, one's called Killadelphia, which I think sounds really cool. And then We Only Find Them When They're Dead by Boom Studios. I wonder what that's all about.
1: Right. We Only Find Them When They're Dead is like this idea of like, you know, the uh, celestials. Like what if people um, found them, those celestials dead bodies and then they took them for parts basically and they kind of scavenged them. It's a pretty cool idea. Yeah. Um, Crossover is like, just like a, what if you took everything, like all of pop culture and made it a crossover event, right? That's the whole premise. That's crazy.
0: That's yeah. I remember you talking about that. I, I definitely want to check that out. That sounds crazy uh and then i also wanted to skip down to um, best writer because talk about uh heavy hitters in the best writer category nominated ed brubaker matt fraction jonathan hickman jeff lemire james titty IV, the fourth and chip zadarsky i feel like these are all like future hall of famer writers <laughs> or something like there's definitely big names i don't know who's gonna win uh they all have great books coming out but
1: i i love like everything these guys have written me too uh i gotta say lemire has a long list of books that came out this year so maybe he's gonna win <laughs> i don't know but I'll, I'll be happy if any of these guys won uh pretty awesome i mean these are all names i've i've known before so uh, maybe yeah maybe we should uh see who can is there like a best new writer like do they have something like that and i want to see those those titles i don't I think, think that's there's like thing,
0: best but... new something yeah uh yeah i mean like again the nominees are there's so many you can't go through all of them but definitely look it up check them out um all these books are great if they're nominated for anything then they must be good so i'm definitely gonna like try to find some uh comics that i haven't read yet on these lists and try to pick them up and and check them out i mean there's a whole bunch there's for best like comics for kids there's best uh anthologies there's best uh comics based on other ip so there's definitely something for everybody here check them out i uh as soon as we get the winners we'll definitely announce those winners too but uh the nominees are out there and uh I'm there's some strong contenders here.
1: Yeah, I kinda wanna pick up maybe the books of these uh nominated writers that I did not know existed, like decorum from Jonathan Hickman. Uh, I did not know that was a thing. Maybe I'll read that. Uh, Pope from Ed Brubaker. Take a look at that, maybe.
0: Yeah, definitely check those out. Um, But that is it for the news this week. Uh, Guys, if you haven't already, please do us a favor and subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. That's the podcast you're listening to right now. Uh, If you like it, please give us a like. Please give us a subscribe. And uh, let your friends know who like comic books about the Reader Copy Podcast.
1: That's right. And you can find us on all our social media at the Reader Copy Podcast. Is where you can find us. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Thanks, guys.
0: Now as a part of the show, we tune into our comic book of the week, the comic book that Daniel chose that I have not read until the show, and I'm going to watch the show now on Netflix because I like the book so much. It's called Sweet Tooth.
1: So Robert Downey Jr. got kind of bored when he died off as Iron Man, and he decided to give back to what made him super rich again in the comic book industry. Drugs. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, to the comic book industry, okay? And, oh, okay. And uh, make one of the uh, great comic book stories into a live-action TV show on Netflix. And it's kind of the hot thing right now on, on Netflix, Sweet Tooth. Um, That is, of course, the comic we're going to be doing today. It is Out of Vertigo Comics, which is an imprint from DC Comics. Mm -hmm. And today we'll be covering the uh, five-issue first story, Out of the Deep Woods. Uh, And the whole story is a total of 46 issues. I've read them all. Um, And there's also a follow-up series called Sweet Tooth The Return. And I think I'm one issue behind, so pretty good. Uh, originally came out in two thousand nine. Oh, okay, interesting. And this is, uh, of course, from one of the show favorites, Jeff Lemire. He's both writer and artist on the book. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, he's done some other, you know, properties where he's just the artist and the the writer, uh, like Essex County. That was a pretty interesting story about his hometown in Canada. Uh, and then, of course, like he's worked on other things like Black Hammer, which is one of my favorite comic properties, and all the spinoffs in that too. I talk about that all the time.
0: Yes, you do. Uh,
1: Moon Knight <laughs> was on on the on the show too. That's a really interesting story. You got to give it up. That was a good comic, right?
0: Yeah, and I, I think the show is gonna definitely take a lot of parts from his run on on Moon Knight.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. That that introduced me to the character and made me fall in love with it. Um, some of the DC properties I haven't really read yet of his, like Justice League Dark. Apparently, he did that one, uh, one version of that at least, and Animal Man, which we've done. You know, a Ooh, different writer of that that character, but uh, he's had his hand in that too. In 2011, Essex County, that comic I talked about earlier, it was selected as one of the five titles. For Canada Reads Which is like A, a newsletter Out of CBC The Canada <laughs> Broadcasting Corporation uh-huh. And Under the theme Of the essential Canadian novels Of the decade So <laughs> Okay Very Canadian <laughs>
0: no, It's Jeff Lemire and Drake That's the two biggest right. exports from Canada <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's got He's got a lot Of like awards For his Because That's the one I wanted to read out <laughs> <laughs> The newsletter The newsletter Yeah <laughs> Um, but yeah, you know, it kind of comes up in his comics all the time. His like Canada heritage, right? His like his origins. And mm-hmm. even though this takes place <laughs> his <origins>. in <laughs> his origin story. Even though this takes place this specific uh comic sweet Tooth, in Nebraska in America it's kind of has a similar feel he's you know might
0: as well be Canada
1: might as well be i think so comes up in of course x county where he's where he's from uh okay T- to build like the world of this a bit our main character his name is Gus and mm-hmm. what's he's kind of interesting because he's half a human boy half deer so he's a hybrid deer with antlers he's a boy with antlers he's a boy with antlers uh he's has kind of like a more of a brownish skin, so I think he has like some type of like you know small fur like how deers have right on his face okay. a bit, so he's definitely a his hybrid like,
0: face has like a like a almost like a long nose too, like the section of his nose bridge is long. And it almost looks like a deer's like face
1: almost. Right, right. And he also has those deer ears too. They're not regular human ears. Yeah, let's take out. Um, so pretty, you know, wild out there. Main character. Yeah, and this is like part of the universe, right? Like, there's hybrid people, right? Yes, there are hybrid kids. It sounds like throughout the universe, this this world, this Earth. In this uh, kind of post-apocalyptic kind of environment, right? Uh huh. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's a like harsh the, world.
0: It's like The Road. Remember The Road? Oh
1: my god! <laughs> I don't want to think about that movie. We never finished it, right? It's too hard to watch. <sighs> that scarred me. I was like a, in high school already when we started watching it. I did not. I was not adult enough to watch it. <laughs> it's not as funny the second time. <laughs> We never even finished it. It was so... (laughs) It kind of has that vibe in this comic, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, But we learned a bit about our main character as we start off on the story, Gus. He's again like a let's say 10-year-old 9-year-old kid, right? Um growing up in the cab in a cabin out in the woods out of nowhere alone uh, with his uh, father, like his his dad, right? And his dad is like a regular human, just full on mm. human, right? Not a hybrid at all. And uh, he he's got a you know good father, teaches him imparts him like good morals and uh even like like a lot of tricks about like survival, like hunting and all yeah. that, right? Um, But also he has, like, this unusual, like, uh, he has, like, a Christian background as he teaches him, right? Right, yeah.
0: He he raises him, like, on his own in this cabin where Gus has, like, not been outside of the woods. Like, his whole life, the only
1: person he's ever known was his dad he's never met anyone else right in these uh, Nebraska woods he's kind of been sheltered in this like fenced-off area in the uh, Nebraska state wilderness sanctuary so he does not go beyond the fence at all because his dad says those are the bad places bad people are out there
0: yeah because the remaining people alive on
1: earth the like regular people seems like they hate these hybrid people for some specific reason they hate these hybrid people Uh, they see them as the origin of the sickness in the world and And it starts off the story with Gus's dad already kind of sick and kind of coughing at night and kind of shivering, coughing up blood. And he he looks like really worse for wear. Uh, One day, Gus goes out and sees like a a chocolate bar out on the road and he he picks it up and he's like, what's this? It's like something brand new to him. He's kind of been raised sheltered, right? As he chops on the chocolate bar, he loves it and he takes it home to the cabin. And out of nowhere, the dad sees that and he normally is nurturing dad just erupts and barks at him like where the hell did you get that?
0: Right, because he's scared of like the outside world. Like he's telling Gus like this could be a trap. You know, they're luring you, you can't trust anybody. Uh and again, this is like the middle of winter, so it's like snow all around the
1: cabin. And Gus's dad looks very like sickly at this point. He's getting really sick, um coughing up more. As like the seasons change as the ice melts and it turns into spring, his dad still kind of withers more and in there like a bunk bed. He just Kind of withers a bit more, gets all wrinkly, ultimately dying. Right there, and Gus, as a little kid, has to bury his his father um, at this like barrel site right outside their place. And then Gus is met with this uh, real life deer in front of him, like he's staring at it. Um, we get a close up on both of their eyes, and they just have, both have like doe eyed eyes staring into the the panel. Right, both of them. D O E. Right. Yes. Doe eyes. Doe eyes. Right. Uh, yeah, and they're just like looking at each other, like, "Whoa,
0: like you're weird," and like they're both thinking that, like, "Whoa." You're weird, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) imagine your deer and you see a half deer boy like that is so weird right (laughs) and they're like looking at each other locked eyes and all of a sudden the real deer is struck by an arrow like right in the neck and is killed like
1: almost instantly and right in front of Gus and Gus is like panicking now and he just like books it he runs away Uh, we see who the hunters are these two redneck guys one of them is like I told you I seen it it was a half boy half hybrid deer thing it wasn't this deer in front of us we get go find him we need to go get our share
0: so again everything that dad was saying is true there are people out there after these hybrid children and gus uh is
1: now alone he just buried his dad Uh, all he has with him is like this slingshot and he's an innocent kid he thinks this can hurt these hunters with their guns and arrows and he flings a, a rock to him does nothing of course but alerts them to him and uh they talk about gus like he's like a kill like he's like a. Like prey on right he they hold right. him by the antlers like this is our next ticket right
0: yeah he's not a human to them he's not even a, a child to them he's like their prey and they've hunted him they have treat him like they've captured him already and uh out of nowhere just like how the deer was struck with an arrow
1: one of the hunters is struck in the head by a bullet <laughs> bullet straight to the head as that guy's splits open we see from the shadows erupt this like uh burly looking man it's kind of like a clint eastwood type guy like kind of on the other side but still like a like a man's man right and he uh he's the one that hunted this hunter (laughs) and the other redneck hunter there's like really scared of him like okay buddy we could we could share here you know uh but uh this this new guy he just takes this other hunter and smashes his head into the tree and that guy's head explodes too like 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 just pulp just like breaks out (laughs) in there like nothing now I know
0: uh, you've seen the show right yeah and uh, I haven't seen the show yet and I know I have seen the trailers and I know like some of the characters they take liberties on and change them for the show right yes but if I had to try to make a show that was more comic book accurate to the depictions that Jeff Lemire has drawn I would say this new guy this new guy that just killed the two hunters is maybe looks like a Liam Neeson
1: oh maybe a Liam Neeson that could work out yeah I'd say yeah I always pictured him as like a Clint Eastwood like a more like muscular Clint Eastwood because he's kind of like this uh, make my day kind of guy you know
0: yeah well Clint Eastwood now is like 90 so I don't think they-
1: <laughs> maybe okay Liam Neeson would work but I don't know <laughs> they went a different um, road with with the actor actually in the TV in show. The show yeah yeah
0: um they went younger
1: they did they did they did go younger <laughs> and so
0: <laughs> but yeah this guy has now killed the two hunters after the boy Gus and he has followed Gus uh, all the way, running back to his cabin, like hiding under his bunk bed.
1: And he's like, "Uh, it's okay, kid. I won't hurt you." As he kind of pulls him by the antlers out uh, from under the bed, and he's like, "Okay, you're pretty interesting. You kind of you can you see more civilized than the other hybrids. Like he's got." Um, human clothes on and He can talk pretty good For a kid And he's looking around
0: He's like Okay well Where's your parents Oh the parents are dead um, He's literally like alone And he doesn't know anything Like um, He's telling him now Like okay well Why don't you come with me And I'll take you uh, To like where Other like kid hybrids Are, are like Safe place
1: I Yeah guess. A safe place He calls it the preserve Like the specific place Where the hybrids They can live free And you know No worries From any of these Other hunters out here and we get to meet this guy's name. His name is Jeppard. Jeppard is what he's called. A lot of the time Gus will call him Big Man. Big Man Jeppard.
0: Yeah. Um, and he's saying like okay, I'll take you there. Uh, He's leading Gus now To the edge of the woods And remember like Gus has never been Outside of the woods before So to him This is like a big Like Almost like leap of faith To trust in a stranger And to disobey his dad Who he promised He would like Never leave the
1: woods Never ever Because there's bad men Out there Bad people But um Gus does it He leaves the compound there And he hops on top Of Jeopard's horse And they go off Into the harsh world um, Continuing on
0: Uh, They stop at like this abandoned gas station, right, where uh, jeopard has built, like, this fire to cook dinner. And the dinner looks like, I don't know, like, maybe it's like a rabbit or something that he's roasting over the fire. Yeah. But uh, Gus is, like, refusing to eat it because apparently he's, like, a vegetarian
1: because he is, like, half deer, right? Yeah. He's half animal. I mean, if you think about it, are humans animals? Yeah. Humans are the worst animals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I bet they taste gross. So I wouldn't eat them either. So... Gus, like, I'm not gonna eat that. I won't eat anything living. So, Jeopard just hands him a candy bar. Like, that's all he could eat. he's he got to feed this kid. Yeah. But,
0: uh, Gus loves his candy bar, like, scarfs it down. So, then this leads, uh, Jeopard to give him a nickname of Sweet Tooth.
1: Oh, there it is. Title of the book. <laughs> And uh, we get an idea of like what Gus is thinking about all this is, like why people want to hunt the hybrids. Um, His dad said that the people in the past, they kind of just used the world up, right? With all the pollution and, you know, all the garbage of the world, it made the world angry and Mm -hmm. it made a lot of people sick. And that's what his dad thought, right? Um, and Jeff was like nah, that's just BS it's just people got sick with the sickness all around it's in everybody it's kind of what uh, what happens in The Walking Dead like everyone has this sickness that's gonna take right. us on eventually
0: and it seems like nature has just like chosen to evolve like all the kids now grow up like half human half
1: another animal right, right. and uh, it happened at the exact same time so it's like okay we blame these hybrids then we're gonna go hunt right. them down
0: and everyone's hunting them down and it's nighttime I'm now Jeopard is asleep and merging out of like the shadows is like it's almost like they're like savages because they wear like these animal masks but they're like people almost like primitive people because they have like war paint on their body too and they're yeah. there to like take sweet tooth
1: Um, they have these uh bats with all these spikes on them and they try to take sweet tooth but Jeopard has something to say about that he just like takes these all these bats out and gets it out of the way he takes them some to the gut But he takes out like these three guys by himself, like easily, like even scratching out their throats to make them bleed out. Um, He takes the gun and shoots one of them in the head that was trying to take Sweet Tooth away.
0: So he's killed like these savages, but he himself is now kind of like bleeding out because he took like, they hit him with like the bat with like the nails on the end. Yeah. Kind of like, again, kind of like Walking Dead. (laughs) Yeah. So he like almost like passes out. So Gus has to like put him on the horse and it's just Gus and the horse now walking side by side with Jeopard kind of like knocked out on top of the horse.
1: Bleeding out pretty much on the horse because they don't have any supplies to bandage him up. They, they don't know what to do. So they're walking, walking and walking until they get to this old... Farmhouse, and uh, they leave uh, Jeopard in the barn, and he's just sitting there, kind of in a daze, sweating out because it looks like he's not going to make it right now.
0: Right. So, Sweet Tooth Gus has to go inside the house to find supplies, hopefully, help Jeopard out. He's searching the kitchen. There's some like canned goods he's putting in his backpack. Uh, he's looking at like the family photos of the people that own this house, and it looks like a uh, dad, a mom, and this kid, uh, similar to like Gus's situation, right? And he goes up. Up into the boy's bedroom um, but the boy is still there or at least like his
1: dead body is still there his skeleton is just laying in the bed curled up holding this uh children's book it says dandy it's basically like this version's bambi book okay um but this is striking for gus like another boy like he kind of saw himself in the boy too but it's like he's dead now it's kind of sad
0: right and it's almost like blaming himself like if you're not a hybrid if you're born regular you're gonna get sick and die just like everyone else like the parents are dead his parents were regular so they're dead and this boy who is very much like similar in age and everything has like died in his sleep like there uh in his bed like and gus though he didn't do it directly it feels like part of it to blame because uh everyone thinks like these hybrid
1: people are making everybody sick yeah and like look at this house about this like kind of pristine families like it does seem kind of foreign to him right he was right. like just sheltered out away just him and his dad but like this regular old life just seems so weird to him um, so they camp out in the barn there Jeopard has got his wounds bandaged up because he was uh, Gus was able to find stuff in the house and they nap out sleep for the night and Gus he falls into this dream while he's asleep and talking to him is Dandy that deer from the children's <laughs> book Again, like dealing with deer. Uh, and it's weird now because it's drawn almost like Bambi. Like it looks like a Disney drawing, right? Yeah. And it's a, a cartoon, you know, big round eyes talking straight to Gus. And it's really strange because it's like a, a warning. This cartoon deer is talking to him and this, this small bunny too. It's like, you got to get away from from that big man. <laughs> run for your life because he's not good for you. Do you remember in uh, South Park,
0: there's an episode where they go to Imagination Land? Yeah, that's exactly that. <laughs> and
1: like the meanest, most evil creatures were like the ones that look like little Disney characters. <laughs> <laughs> This, it's kind of like that but it's like he's a warning them and it's like it's so juxtaposed a yeah. Disney cartoon saying run for your life and then out of
0: nowhere emerges like this like demonic like almost like a hunter like you know how like uh,
1: rich people hunters or they have like dogs and they're on hunting on horses right yes they have like whips and all that and they have like uh, you know those horse clothes like you wear like these nice horse clothes with right equestrian like polo yeah, yeah that type of thing <laughs> But the
0: dogs that he has are not, like, real dogs. It's almost like they're demon-people hybrid dogs because they're wearing, like, clothes. Yes. But their faces are, like, wolves or, like, dogs. And all their eyes are glowing red. And and, and Gus, Sweet Tooth, is just having, like, this
1: terrible nightmare. And he wakes up from the nightmare. He's like, what was that? Um, Jepper's like, well, it's cause you ate all this chocolate, right? That's all you've been eating this entire time you've been with me. (laughs) Dumb move to, dumb move to be doing that right before you go to sleep. Right. And, uh, Jepper's like, well, you know, I'm, I came to now. It's like, okay. Uh, you did good, Gus. You got all this food. You bandaged me up. Good job. Right. Uh, So, Shepard's all better. He's now riding the horse with
0: Sweet Tooth uh, behind him, and they're, like, trying to make their way through the town. The town is, like, a ghost town. Like, there's nobody. There's no, like, hint of people that are still alive there. And they finally make their way, like, to the edge of town, and they see all the people that used to live in this town. But they have been, like, all dead corpses and been, like, kind of, like, bulldozed into, like, this mass
1: grave it's this really striking like landfill of people and is like oh crap i didn't haven't been here in a while they didn't know this was here they didn't <laughs> want to show this to a kid right <laughs> it's literally like the town high school like football field like full of dead bodies like oops i didn't i didn't know this was here sorry <laughs> But uh, in this quiet town, he does hear something in this random building. So, okay, there's people up there. So um, the two of them do go up to that building. And what they find is uh, a bunch of women that are hanging out there. It turns out this building is a brothel. Right. And the woman they
0: see there is named Becky and apparently like she's really young like she's only like a teenager Yeah. but she is there with uh rabbit ears right and she's supposed to like look like a hybrid like that's what they want you to think but Jeopard immediately notices like this is not real pulls the fake rabbit ears off her head and he's, she's like what
1: the hell is this why are you pretending to be like a hybrid yeah, when he knows like people are hunting them it's this weird thing this unusual brothel that's going on in this messed up world um, there's this guy there with a gun to Jeopard's head and like stopping him in his tracks. Like, how dare you just barge in here? And this is the guy running the whole thing, right? It's, it's him and his wife. And
0: they have like a bunch of women as they're, uh, like running the brothel. Right. And he's saying like, why would you have one of them like wear fake ears? And he's like, you know, times are changing. Like this, people are into like weird stuff now. That's why he so weird. her wearing like rabbit ears. And the wife now has Sweet Tooth, like, um, with a gun pointed at him because they're saying, like, okay, well, you guys need to, like, leave. And he's pointing at, like, uh, Jepper, like, you could leave. We're
1: keeping Sweet Tooth. Again, in this world, it's like hybrids. They're like a commodity. Like, he, like I think they're being hunted down. Someone will pay money for them, right? Right. So they see Sweet Tooth as like a some money to be made. But Jeopard looks at the guy with the gun and he just looks at him and he hears this man's threats with the gun, but Jeopard does not flinch. He just looks straight at the gun. And he's like, okay, go ahead. Do it. I don't I don't really care about the kid. Take him. Yeah. But uh, this kind of, like, scares the guy with the gun. And he's like, oh, you crazy MF. Yeah. Like, oh, crap. And he just lowers his gun.
0: Jebber's like, yeah, we're all going to die. Look at this crap hole that we live in anyway. Might as well pull the trigger. And this, like you said, scares the guy. He lowers his gun. And he's like, oh, man, you guys are crazy. Uh, you're so crazy, like, I don't want to mess with you. Like, yeah. you guys can just leave,
1: right? Absolutely. But as they make their way out, Gus is like, well... Those women, they shouldn't have to do this. This is awful what they're doing. Uh, Jeopard wants to say, like, just mind your own business and let's walk. But right before they're out the building, he hears something going on and he just has to turn around. Jeopard on his own, goes back up the stairs and sees the commotion with all the women and this guy with the gun. And he takes the back of his rifle and just knocks him down to the ground. A bunch of the man's teeth go flying. And (laughs) basically, Jeopard just wails on him with the back of the blunt of his gun, uh, beating him to a pulp. The Wife fires at Jeppard but misses. Jeppard like chokes her, grabs her, and now,
0: like, one of the women who's like forced to be a prostitute there uh, grabs the gun and points it at the, the wife who is also like, you know, uh, forcing them. And Jeppard just like leaves the wife there with the woman. It's like, okay, you deal with her, right? You have the gun now. So they leave and like Jeopard didn't want to have to do this. Like he's like just mind your own business. But uh, that guy like forced his hand by like beating up on these women.
1: One of the the women there even says like, uh, don't believe what Jeopard is saying, kid. The preserve is not real. So there is some more warnings that right. Gus is just like not even here. He's like, no, Jeopard, big man. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. He just saved you. Like I can trust him. I don't have my parents anymore. So I have to trust him. Yes. And you really get it. Like there's a connection there. You know, Jeopard is a good guy saving this random kid Gus and we jump into this cut and we're a little bit now down the road they're like racing down on the horse they're just trotting down very fast really intense scene right now they need to pass through this like a uh, dangerous part of town right in this valley right. there's these two buses that are back to back um, and their only way through is in between the, these two buses, but yeah, the two of them are filled with hunters, some above the bus, just ready to aim at these two, one hybrid on there. It's another prize for them. Mm-hmm. And Jeopard is like, just hold on guys. We're just going to
0: like power through here. And it's a cool sequence where like Jeopard is like charging in and also like shooting them kind of like point blank, trying to kill all these hunters um as they get through like sweet Tooth gus is like thrown off the horse and kind of like bumps his head and he could tell like he's like kind of like slowly fading away but he could hear even though his eyes are closed he could still hear jeopard like pretty much like killing everybody <laughs>
1: there's just like these small little clips of elbows to these men's faces uh, a bunch of blood everywhere just like it's like easy stuff for jeopard the, the way he's like killing these all these guys right and
0: but gus is slowly like fading away and as he wakes up like his consciousness uh, it's not back in the real world it's almost like in this uh, dazed state where
1: he sees his dad again it's his dad uh, alive there talking to Gus uh, saying oh you're home buddy and it's this nice warm moment where they see each other but it slowly like evolves into this kind of guilt trip that the dad talks to Gus with about like I can't believe you left the compound, left the sanctuary and you're sitting now, you're running around getting, disobeying your father as the dad's body kind of shrivels up in front of him.
0: Yeah, It's like slowly decaying. And he's like, I warned you. I told you not to leave. Look what happened to you. Like, you're being hunted now. You're dealing with all these people that you can't trust. Uh, don't even trust this, this stranger guy that's helping you, right? As he's saying this, like, the dad is, like, almost, like, rotting away.
1: Kind of freaky. Uh, a different type of nightmare there. But he wakes up, and jeopard he was able to take out all those guys on his own and... Um, Okay, the two of them are back on the road as they walk through. Sunsets and and rises, sunsets and rises. Days go on, and they're just trying to make their way to the preserve. Remember, that's where the hybrids are safe. That's where Jeopardy is taking Gus.
0: It's like weeks now seems like have passed of them just like walking, right? And it's to the point where like they don't even talk to each other anymore. Like it's just such a treacherous journey that they're going through that uh, Gus thinks that Jeopard is mad at him and he's like are you mad at me you're not talking to me he's like I'm not talking because like this is taking forever like I'm just dead tired Yeah. He, Gus is even saying like at night Jeopard doesn't sleep he just stays awake to keep guard of, of Sweet Tooth so it just shows like how determined he is to
1: get Sweet Tooth to this preserve as you get closer and closer it just seems like Jeopard's getting quieter and quieter until finally they make it to the preserve and uh, we get a look at it it's kind of like this base right a a fenced off base bunch of uh, armed people there and Jeopard with open arms like okay uh, I'm just here to talk to Abbott is the person he wants to talk to right Abbott seems like the guy in
0: charge. Um, as Sweet Tooth kind of gets closer and looks at the preserve, it's like not what he was expecting. He was expecting maybe like a sanctuary, right? Like a yeah. paradise, something
1: to protect them. But really, it looks like almost I want to say like a concentration camp. Somewhat kind of like fenced off. Uh, headlights above. There's watchtowers. It's very. Um, there's a lot of oversight in this little camp, right? Right. We meet this
0: guy named Abbott. He's there. He seems to know Jeopard from the past and he shows him sweet tooth and he's like "Oh, okay like this is exactly what we wanted it's like a hybrid he's half
1: human half deer right and he's like okay we'll take him right so this is not what we're expecting right um abbott's like okay men take the boy uh and gus freaks out immediately like what what are you talking about big man jeopard how what are you why are you giving me to them i thought you were gonna stay here and help out
0: but no he hands him over and abbott's like okay give him his money and they throw him like this duffel bag full of money right and jeopard just turns around and walks away and leaves gus there at what he thinks is, like, a
1: sanctuary, it's it's definitely not. As uh, Jepperd takes the duffel bag, um, he even gets a shot of Gus's eyes there. It's like, we can see Gus crying out at Jepperd kind of guilty right and he just turns away and walks away right. and that's the end of book one out of the deep woods <laughs> a really tragic moment there we're going to end on but if that sounds like your thing continue on because there's what 41 more issues yeah i really like it because it shows like little
0: clips of what's going to happen next mm-hmm. and um it, it kind of reminds me of logan remember logan the yes movie? it's like a lot or, like that yeah like trying to get to the sanctuary um but it ends more like the beginning of logan where it shows <laughs> Uh, more of these
1: hybrid children but instead they're being like tested on and they're treated like experiments right yes it's not this beautiful paradise these um, hybrid kids are just held in these kennels and it's really kind of tragic Uh, but this is a long long story I really loved Sweet Tooth I gotta say the TV show is a lot less bleak Uh, oh really it's a whole lot less bleak so you don't have to worry if it it, it seems too dark for you if you (laughs) want to watch that I was going to ask you, have you finished the series yet? I've not finished it. Uh, I'm halfway. Okay.
0: So we don't know if it ends the same way as this. Yeah. Maybe it goes further into the story, but uh, yeah, I think this is a pretty cool like setup for the world. Like how, like you said, how dangerous, how bleak it is and how you can't trust anybody. The one guy you think you can trust, uh, Jeopard, just really like just sold him off. Um, I'm sure we'll learn more about why he did it and, uh, what happens to sweet tooth. But like, this is
1: not a happy ending at first. No, Oh, it's not i'll say now it's not the end of a we've seen jeopard there is more to his character um and that, that was sweet tooth uh it's kind of this tragic story about this innocent kid thrown into this harsh world right of yeah, post-apocalypse and it's weird you know what's the science behind these hybrids and all that and yeah you know the horrible people are what's the the main story right like what do they go through in this kind of difficult world um but it's uh the show is a lot different <laughs> but i like okay. it too i uh i,
0: I didn't watch the show because i knew you wanted to do the book, so i wanted to read at least the first story of the book first mm-hmm. uh now that i have i'm going to check out the show so hopefully uh the show's as good as the
1: book because i really enjoyed the book mm-hmm. totally totally uh, that was one of my favorite comics actually from one of my favorite writers, Jeff Lemire. That was Sweet Tooth. Uh, anything you want to say about the book still before we get into our side stories?
0: No, I, I just recommend it. I think uh, people should check it out and uh, check out the show on Netflix.
1: Totally. All right, let's get into side stories. So, I've been hearing about this great thing on Hulu. It's called In It of Itself. It's this- have um, of it. It's this Broadway show that was recorded, right? It's a one-man show and centered around this guy called Derek Delgadio. He is a, a magician, right? Like an illusionist, right? Okay. And, and it's like a- just tells his life story, but it's like on the set, on the stage- and he like tells his life story and like these all these metaphors and all these things it's just well made right there's all these magic tricks that kind of relate to the metaphors as he's talking about his life story and it's kind of beautiful the way he does it as and it surprises you all the magic in the middle of it um i don't want to give too much because it's like it's magic right there's you don't want too much behind the curtain <laughs> it's but magic i would say i'd recommend it. it's a really good uh powerful story there's some um, uh, audience interaction a bit as it starts off with that. Uh, the kind of the whole question is, is like, what is identity? How does like the society view you in a way? And it, you know, it it relates to his life story and how he tells it in the thing. You know, like like magicians, illusionists, they're like showmen, right? They're like they're just there to make people happy. But mm-hmm. as we get into his story, it kind of leads him to down a darker path, and it's all wrapped up in this, uh, you know, kind of just like a regular magic show a bit. Um, he. I'm going like, to guess the
0: ending. I'm going to guess the ending. He's cloning himself and then killing the clones.
1: <laughs> it turns to <into> the Wolverine. <laughs> the prestige. The prestige. Uh, yeah, it's it's like, it, it's really powerful. There's like a, like I said, the darker path in it. There's a bit where it's like all, all about his card tricks and we see his skill in that too. It's really awesome. Mm. Um kind of crescendos in this magic trick at the end. It's not, you know, well, like, With these big magic tricks, like what David Blaine does is like the extremes or whatever. It's not that. It's kind of the subtle thing at the end that it's still pretty impactful on the audience. Like it leaves some of them like crying a bit. Like What? At a magic show? Yeah. So it's like an emotional thing, right? It's not just... You know, card tricks and all these things up my sleeve, or catching a bullet in my mouth. You know, it's like these. It's like the. It's, it gets emotional. I'd say, right in in the thing. So it's, it's like a Broadway it, show, right?
0: Is it better than Chris Angel Mind Freak?
1: Oh, it's hard to beat. It's hard to beat. I don't. know okay. uh, right. It's that's up in the air still. Uh, okay,
0: I'll get. I'm gonna guess the ending. I'm gonna guess the ending. They rob a bank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they do. No. <laughs> uh and woody harrelson
1: was in on it the whole time (laughs) uh they learn how to count cards and all that no it's like it's it's this pretty awesome thing uh again i don't want to give away too much i'll just give this as broad like recommend take a look at it it's not it's not like oh how did he do that it's just kind of beautiful story he's telling right uh and I just I personally am a magic fan. Like I like You are? Yeah. Like I like watching all the David Blaine stuff and uh how he surprises people. Um maybe Chris Angel is not my vibe, but I did watch that for a bit at the time. Uh it's just uh something that I kind of watch in a distance and kinda of like to uh, a bit. Um are you a magic fan? Like or do you think it's just lame and whatever?
0: I don't think it's lame, but I wouldn't say I'm a fan either. Like I, I don't go out of a uh out on a limb to go watch magic. I remember remember it was pretty big when I was a kid as far as like, it seems like there was a magic show on TV all the time. there's even oh, right. like those like, when I was a kid, I remember there was like revealing how they did the tricks and it was like they are had to wear a mask or otherwise they're going to get kicked out of the magic order or
1: something. Yeah, it's magic order. But
0: like Yeah, magic was a big deal. I, was, I remember when I was a kid, I don't know what it's called, but it was like a Nickelodeon Halloween special where it was about these kids that went to like a magic castle thing. It might've been the magic castle. You know, oh, the like, magic castle. You know, like, That's a thing. But it might've been that, but it like, it was like a story and they're hunted by this magic evil magician or something like that. I forget what it is, but I remember okay. watching that. Um, so yeah, I would say like magic was a big part of what was on TV when I was a kid, but I'm, I am i would to say I'm a fan of magic. I'm mean, like,
1: I am a fan. If anything, okay.
0: It's just like,
1: it's cool. It, it I mean I know obviously it's not real like uh what is it Now You See Me I hate that thing do you know do you know that Jesse Eisenberg movie Now You See Me yeah I was making fun of it Now You (laughs) You See Me too. it's sucks like it's like it's obviously not even magic because it's a movie so that's
0: oh that's why it's not real because it's a movie otherwise it would be real right
1: absolutely <laughs> I, I love watching this though like um, I don't know I catch myself getting getting into a David Bladen rabbit hole every once in a while and the best ones are like the you know when they go to the hood and surprise <laughs> people like I go running out of frame because it's so crazy those are the best there's ones there's
0: some things I, I I still think like wow how did he do that but I, I'm not curious I'm just like oh wow how did he do that I don't I don't care anymore.
1: Oh wow. <laughs> I was <laughs> okay. like, wow, that's cool.
0: I don't know how he did it, but I also don't care how he did
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel that way. I like it. But uh, this this thing that I'm talking about in and of itself, it's more just like an emotional journey. You know? So it's pretty good. So it's about um, the story. Yeah, it's about this, the story. And uh, how he, it's kind of like good production as far as like, because I think this is a show he did before it was recorded. Like apparently Stephen Colbert saw the show live and was like, okay, I'm going to produce uh you know recording of it. And so it gets on Hulu. Mm, so it's that's like a really pretty, cool. pretty good thing. There's some celebrities what? in the audience that, that show up. So. Oh, okay. I'm going to check it out what is it called again in it of itself and it's a derek Delgadio story
0: hmm, okay uh that's on hulu i'll check it out i have hulu
1: yeah i mean it, i heard great things on it and i was surprised to like it too yeah uh
0: you have anything else
1: that's it for me how much are you for side stories this week
0: i uh i have something that i, I think you're actually gonna share in the the telling of because yeah. uh, i was recruited <laughs> i got sent an invite by the avengers they said come to anaheim california also pay two hundred dollars a ticket (laughs) And then you can get in to Avengers Campus in Disneyland's California Adventure. And uh, we went. uh, We waited in line. We went super early for no reason because they didn't let us in right away. And then uh, we were ahead of the line on one side. They let us in. um, And then uh, we did not get to ride the new ride.
1: (laughs) No, no, unfortunately no.
0: Because that's like a lottery thing you try to do through the app. And if you get a pass, you get to ride it. If you don't, no luck. Um, but we did yeah, get phone. to um, try some of the food, see some of the cool other attractions, uh, go through, like, shopping. You bought some uh, Spider-Man goggles.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love my Spider-Man goggles. They, like, uh, you know, you can wear them, and then they have, like, lights that show up. They look like Spider-Man's eyes. Kind of just fun walk through the park with that. Yeah,
0: and then um, we rode the Guardians of the Galaxy ride, though that is not new. We've ridden that multiple times in the past. But that's part of Avengers Campus now. But I'd say like the whole area, though it's not big. It's kind of a small section of the park. Yeah, uh, it's. I think it's pretty cool. I think we uh, got to see like the Doctor Strange area, and I think that may be like some of the coolest like set area. Like it looks like it's from the movie, like the Doctor Strange movie.
1: Yeah, like these weird shapes uh, set up there and you walk through and it feels like a old Sanctorum that you're in. Mm-hmm. A pretty good atmosphere there. And just seeing like Hank's, Pim's Test Kitchen where we got our our food. Yeah. When we, get, we got like the infinite cinnamon twist. It was pretty tasty but I think there's yeah. other good things at the park too.
0: Yeah. Um, I they, I had like a breakfast shawarma which I don't think it was great. I think the lunch shawarma was better but we were there early so all they had was the breakfast one. Um, but I would like to try the lunch menu. Uh, and then they have like... The the Pims like bar where they have like all these weird cocktails that I want to try. But all in all, we didn't spend too much time there. We, we left kind of early to check out the other stuff in the park. But when you yeah. went back, they said the wait to get in was four hours. So I was like, I'm
1: not going back. <laughs> no, we saw the line. We're like far away where the line starts. So like, okay, it's gonna, yeah. it is going to take four hours. I could believe that. You know, it's social distancing. Like it's just the crowd is kind of crowded because we have to social distance. We're far apart from each other. So it eats yeah. up a lot of the park. Um, One thing I did mention I didn't mention yet was the Terran treats that I got there. That was like the best food I had there. It's like this little, like raspberry mousse-filled treat that was really tasty. Mm. It's a small bit of chocolate on there, like a pastry. Uh, so I would recommend like that I'll get that again it was purple yeah, like, it looked like because yeah. it's Guardians of Galaxy themed
0: right yeah and we, there's definitely more stuff to do like like I said we didn't ride the Spider-Man ride yet and there's more food and things to check out so uh, we're going back next month and hopefully we get to try everything else hopefully the crowds died down a little bit but uh, I think it was a kind of a cool first time going we weren't like too overwhelmed with like everything like I wasn't obsessed with just trying everything I wanted to just check it out and then uh, save some for next time so uh, Uh, I'm definitely excited to go again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully we can get to ride the ride because maybe that was a bummer on the day, but, uh, I think we have another chance.
0: Yeah. And, um, honestly, like it's not that big of an area. Like we spent maybe like an hour there and then we were like, okay, well, if we're not riding the ride, we kind of did everything already. So we left. Yeah. yeah, Um, That's true. But, uh, it's still fun. I'd say if you want to go, definitely go early. So that way you can just do that right away. Because uh, I wouldn't
1: wait four hours to get in there. I don't think that's worth it. I don't think that's worth it. I don't know about going early. I think maybe going in the middle of the day somehow. I know there's going to be a wait. But if you like, if you do get a ticket to the ride, you get to cut the line and go to the ride. And then you're right, to stay yeah. in the Avengers Campus, right? So if that works out, I think that's best because you kind of get the atmosphere of the that area a bit more. Like it's a bit more mm-hmm. lively with the... Uh, stunt people there
0: but when we go back i definitely want to try more of the food um there's like a Green churro twist that I want to try, and yeah. some of the cool cocktails there look pretty interesting. So, we'll uh, report back next month when we go again. Hopefully, fingers crossed, we get to ride the ride and uh, try more of the food.
1: Absolutely. I'm looking forward to
0: it. All right. Um, that is it for me for uh, Side Stories. Guys, if you haven't already, please don't forget to subscribe. And if you have subscribed, uh, do us a favor go to the Apple podcast page for us and leave a review. That is the Reader Copy Podcast. If you can leave a review there, uh, it's the best thing to do for us. It'll help us, and it's free for you. So. Uh, definitely do that if you can.
1: Yeah, find us on all our social media too. Uh, maybe have a comment on all the things we're talking about. Let us know on uh, at the Reader Copy Podcast. is Where you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Guys, thank
0: you for tuning in. We'll be back next week with a brand new comic book. Until then, Daniel, could you please hit him with the outro?
1: If you like what we had to say about the book, pick it up and read your copy. Bye, guys. Later. Error.
0: Error.